to Inside Sponsorship, the show that provides sponsorship professionals with advice, insights and news so they can maximise their commercial programmes and achieve best practice. This episode is born from Core Software's 2019 free ebook, Storytelling in Sponsorship The Importance of Storytelling in Selling, Reporting, and Activating Partnerships in Sports and Entertainment. The ebook was written in 2019 before the pandemic and before the rise in popularity of platforms like TikTok. As such, in this episode, where relevant, small parts have been updated to make the content more applicable to today's environment. Hi. I'm Daniel Oyston, host of Inside Sponsorship, and you are listening to episode 105 brought to you by Core Software. I hope 2022 has started well for you and that it's shaping up to be a great year. It's great to have you tuning into another show. Now, normally it would be shout out time, but there is none to give. Look, I get it. It was Christmas, it's New Year, we've got new focuses, we're coming out of a pandemic as best as we can, but please get in touch because you know how much I love to hear from you, the listeners, and then give you a shout out on the show. Now, while this episode focuses on storytelling in sponsorship, we also welcome Leo Baldino, Product Marketing and Communications Manager at Core Software, who joins us to discuss her latest blog, Four Essential Steps to Selecting the Right Partnerships. Here's Leo. Leo, welcome to the show. It's the first time we've had you on the podcast and we have you here, of course, to discuss a blog that you've written recently, which is titled Four Essential Steps to Selecting the Right Partnerships. So that sounds important. We definitely want the right partnerships. It's one for the brand sponsorship managers out there, but also probably there's lots in here for rights holders to understand the other side of the fence so that they actually have a good appreciation of how their target audiences, those brands that they're trying to bring on board as sponsors, may be approaching their sponsorship selection, correct? Yeah, exactly. So thanks for having me, Daniel. I'm really excited to be here. So to start, you know, assembling a winning partnership portfolio really requires brands to choose the right partners. And the right partners help to achieve their key business objectives, improving, which can help improve both partnerships and portfolio returns. And that's huge. However, all brands have different goals. So knowing what to look for in a partner can be really challenging at times. So if you don't have the right tools or processes in place, brands can spend way too much time and effort sifting through hundreds, sometimes even thousands of applications, depending on how large the organization is, for the perfect fit. And still, it's not a guarantee that they'll identify the right ones. It's an important point because we've all heard stories of how overwhelmed brands and sponsorship managers within brands can be with those never-ending, quite often cold, unsolicited sponsorship proposals that just come across their desks. And I've heard some of them talk about how if they're cold and unsolicited, they go straight in the round filing cabinet, i.e. the bin. So sifting through them, making sure that they don't miss the good ones, but also making sure that their time is used effectively is critical because their job isn't as niche as simply looking at sponsorship proposals that come across their desk. As such, in your blog, you've shared those four essential steps to be able to select the right partners for helping a brand reach, as you rightly pointed out, those different, those unique objectives that all businesses have. And the first one that you've got here is to, one, identify your business objectives and ask the right questions. What's that all about? Every organization has unique business objectives, natural totally expected. From the work that we've done at CORE with 
global brands. Some of the more common ones we've seen are societal impact, customer engagement, revenue lift, and identifying your business objectives to start lets you ask the right questions in your sponsorship application and determine if a potential partner is a good fit. So how do you know what to ask if you don't know what you're trying to achieve? For example, if your brand's goal is to increase I don't know, high-end customer growth, then you'd ask questions about audience demographics or anything else that would be relevant to your organization to uncover those opportunities that help reach that target market that you're trying to hit. So asking strategic questions at the beginning of your evaluation process really eliminates that gut feel decision that many managers end up having to rely on because they don't have the right data to make those informed decisions. It's smart. It's an obvious place to start, but we do also sometimes see brands maybe forgetting or just losing track of it, not always ensuring that everybody in the organization is on the same page with that point. With those in place, you've identified your second one, which is defining your scoring criteria. That's the essential second step. Tell us all about that. Now that you're asking the right questions, you know, you've got 10, for example. So how do you, uh, how do you score and weight the answers of those, those questions that you're asking? So assigning weights based on your brand's priorities is going to be the main step. So let's say your top focus for your organization is brand exposure. Then you'd assign more weight to questions related to increasing reach. So after an applicant responds, their request is scored based on what you're trying to achieve. So now reviewing hundreds, like I said, even maybe thousands, if not more of applications is no longer a time consuming task because those high scoring opportunities are brought right to the top. They're highlighted. You can see them right off the bat and all the ones that didn't score automatically decline with a very nice decline, you know, email, obviously. But um, so assigning ways to questions and intentionally scoring those applications also provides the capability to evaluate different types of opportunities. Um, so a really good example of this is let's say you're an organization that's just really used to getting sports applications or sports related applications and you get an esports, which we know is trending in the market esports application for the first time. So how do you really compare that to the traditional sports applications that you get? What you want to do with those scores and weights, it allows you to compare apples to apples. So even though they're not the same, you're able to compare them. And that eliminates the guesswork behind choosing partnerships and demonstrates that your decision was based on data. I love how that step essentially starts to systemize the process and and as you've mentioned a couple of times takes out the guesswork or or some of that gut feel that sometimes without the data and without uh, systems in place that's what we have to rely on so a brand has identified their business objectives and they've asked the right questions that was step one and step two as we just spoke about was defining their scoring criteria step three continues the systemization by developing a user-friendly interface Exactly. So now you've got an application that makes sense. You've got scoring and waiting, but it doesn't mean anything if it doesn't live somewhere that both internal and external folks can access it. So instead of accepting applications via email, text, or you know an in-person conversation you're having at a conference, you set up a submission portal, ideally one that's branded, reflected with your brand's uh, logo and colors and ideal pictures for future partners 
to access, and it's a platform to clearly state your brand's expectations as well. So luckily, Core's uh, intake solution can help with this. This is a product that our uh, team has come up with. It's an application management portal built to host your application, allowing you to customize it, accept the requests them, that you often get, and streamline your entire sponsorship selection process in one place. Plus, having a tailored portal, like I just described, prevents submissions from getting buried in personal work emails or any other place you know, that you might receive them. And it centralizes every request and gives internal reviewers a dedicated place to evaluate and approve those applications. So they are not you know, having to sift through everything and approve. And so using a branded platform provides a consistent user experience for, for both external future partners and an efficient process for your internal team as well to keep them organized and on track. I love that point around the consistent user experience because for me personally, I think it actually sits a little bit higher when somebody goes to a dedicated portal to submit sponsorship requests or, or applications. It makes them feel a little bit special. It, it tells them that the brand, that organization is open to requests. We're managing it. It's not just an email and then the, the person sits at the other end thinking, gee, should I follow them up? I don't want to be a pest, but my boss is asking how it's going. So I love that it, it creates a central point that that not only just systemizes it for people but it does make it feel as though it has its own special place so finally with the objectives and scoring criteria and that user interface in place it's time to establish we've got all the applications in right we need the review and the approval process that's step four walk us through that so we talked about you know setting up an external process and an application but we want to talk about internally setting up um, efficiencies for your team as well. And so that means the setting up that software, once you've got the application portal on the front end, on the back end, it's a very simple process to set up your software to automatically score, assign reviewers, and send approval or deny responses based on the application. And specifically, what's great about intake score technology is it includes the capability to set up custom weighting and scoring but also designate reviewers and approvers and provide status emails to applicants so they're not left hanging in the dark, right? Wondering whether their application was approved, denied. It just makes it feel like a more legit process, which is very, very important, especially as like a large organization or brand. So user-friendly tools and a unified process allows you to instantly bring to light and act on those best sponsorship opportunities plus eliminating the manual elements of reviewing every single application saves you time and effort. And that's time and effort that you can spend improving your portfolio strategy and partner relationship and other things that are important to your overall portfolio. It's a, it's a great point. And overall, it's been a great rundown on the four essential steps to selecting the right partnerships, Leo. Listeners, if you would like to read Leo's blog in slow time, head to coresoftware.com and just look for blogs underneath the resources section. Leo, Thanks so much for joining us on the show. Yeah, thanks, Daniel. As I said at the start of the show, this episode is born from Core Software's 2019 free ebook, Storytelling in Sponsorship The Importance of Storytelling in Selling, Reporting, and Activating Partnerships in Sports and Entertainment. 
So let's jump into it. Storytelling, it drives our lives. A myriad of OTT broadcasters, the rise in popularity of Instagram and Facebook stories, TikTok and YouTube's increasingly influential stars, and a multitude of news sources where the dilemma of credibility and authority are changing the ways information is shared, and it's all impacting our everyday Stories are at the heart of this new world of information sharing. For what is the foreseeable future, they will continue to shape relationships, understanding, and definitely shape our behaviors. In this episode, we want to shine a light on how both brands and rights holders can utilize storytelling to their advantage across the whole life cycle of their partnerships. In a world of instantaneous conversation and differentiation, expectations of audiences as well as clients have changed. In this episode, we look at the three most important aspects of the partner relationship, selling, activating, and of course, reporting. To help us explain best practice in storytelling, we've pulled together insights from around the world of sponsorship with help from some of the biggest and most influential national and international brands and rights holders, including HSBC, the Golden State Warriors, and the British Olympic Association. We explore how brands and rights holders can survive and thrive in this new evolving world of storytelling. Today, it's vital to understand how both can find that mutual area of understanding and value creation. What are the key differentiators of the relationship? Where can value be added? And importantly, how can storytelling help them to achieve this? Whilst branded content and sponsorship have always allowed brands to become a more intrinsic part of fan and audience engagement, as audiences become tech savvy, there's ad blockers, and the advertising and media landscape continues to shift, sponsorship will become an even more important vehicle in the years to come. As I said earlier, we look at the three most important aspects of the partner relationship, selling, activating, and reporting. Let's move into part one, storytelling in selling. The importance of storytelling while selling sponsorship should not be underestimated. Having the ability to communicate clearly and create a meaningful connection with your prospects is vital. Not only are you striving to create a lasting partnership, but also lead your partners on a one-of-a-kind journey which can only be achieved through effective and engaging storytelling. If you can't successfully tell your story to your prospect, how are they to believe that they'll tell a compelling story through your brand? So, What are the key elements of successful storytelling when selling? Well, firstly, there is authenticity and alignment. You need to ensure your story is authentic by truly immersing yourself in the history, present day, and the future direction of your organization by really understanding what it is that differentiates your organization from others and the culture and values that shape it, you are able to portray an authentic story to your prospect. Align this authenticity to their strategy, objectives, and values. This is not simply a history lesson on your organization and an attempt to pull on the heartstrings, but it is a genuine opportunity to show how the two organizations can truly align and work together based on mutual outcomes and values. Secondly, there is emotional interaction. In sports and entertainment, we sit in a very sought-after position where emotion and excitement are always at the fore and relatively easy to access. An emotional interaction is vital in moving an audience's relationship with the partnership from an observational to a transactional one. And for brands, this is obviously incredibly important. Sponsorships 
can not only entice the right partner, but can also create a strong and memorable bond, which will bind the relationship. And thirdly, there is consistency. Being consistent with the key elements of your story, even if the content changes, allows for a greater connection to be created with your prospect. It is what makes your organization memorable. Consistency will allow you to become comfortable with the passion, the power, and the relevance of your story and help it evolve with the partner over time. Grant McFadden from MacArthur FC in the Australian A-League football competition has experienced firsthand how storytelling has resonated with brands. Storytelling is the ability to draw your client in and allow them to feel an emotional connection through stories about the club's history and current day activities. It's a concept we often utilise. On more than one occasion and with different brands I've worked for, the ability to explain the history and how the brand has come from where they first began to where they are now resonate with so many businesses. Every person and every business has a story to tell. It's a connection you can make with your prospective sponsor through telling your brand story that allows them to feel emotionally connected. A key element to creating a successful story is in telling the truth and evoking an honest and emotional response that encourages a real, tangible connection with the partner. When selling sponsorships, it is vital there is passion, belief, knowledge, and understanding for your partner's own objectives. As such, with an understanding of authenticity and alignment, emotional interaction and consistency, how do we then implement those elements? Well, firstly, you need to listen. It is important to keep in mind that storytelling relies heavily on how the story is told, to whom, and when. You need to be able to identify what elements of your story will resonate and ensure you're able to emphasize these right throughout the process. For that, you need to be listening. Secondly, you need to link. Allow your prospects to envisage themselves as part of your story. Take the time to help them engage, ask questions, provide feedback, and add anything that will help them feel as though they can have some influence on the final plot line. And thirdly, you need evidence. Be prepared to have evidence to support your story, to support your claims. Ensure that you have testimonials, key demographic statistics, or even just a few examples to expand upon when telling your story. This helps to enforce a level of trust and reliability in both you and your story, and it gives your potential partner the confidence to act upon their desire for an outcome. Part two storytelling in activation, as well as on-site interaction, public relations, hospitality, and direct marketing. Social media has really come to the fore as an extremely popular vehicle for activation spend. As a result, content and storytelling have become vital elements in the activation marketing mix and something both brands and rights holders really do need to consider when aiming to achieve a return on objective, ROO, or a return on investment, ROI. Ensuring activation remains native in nature and entwined in the content sources fans enjoy engaging with is the driving force behind successful campaigns. One of the major catalysts of fan engagement is social media, a medium which has made storytelling an integral part of everyday conversation and in turn increasingly an intrinsic part of promotion advertising and of course sponsorship this must be a key factor for brands and rights holders to consider when approaching sponsorship programs 
strategically, storytelling in sponsorship is one of the most important pieces of the puzzle in engaging an audience. In activation, it is paramount, as Feng Glor, Global Sponsorship Manager for HSBC, explains. It is vital that we're able to align our brand messaging within every sponsorship activation. For us, storytelling is one of the most crucial ingredients in ensuring that message really resonates and allows us to make stronger, longer-lasting connections with our potential customers. And so we spend a great deal of time at communicating our story and only partner with those that share and promote the same values as we do. So if it doesn't make sense to us, it certainly won't make sense to our customers. Identifying with customers through our partnership activations is only possible through clear and concise storytelling. And it's vital not only because we speak to millions of people around the world daily, but because of the growing number of ways they interact with our brand or an increasing array of mediums. All in all, it means the role of storytelling has become more important than ever before. Brandon Schneider, Chief Revenue Officer at the Golden State Warriors, is of the same opinion. And this quote comes from the ebook. Storytelling has never been so important. The reason being more fans are engaging in sports through an increasing number of channels, more often, more of the time. Connecting with an ever-increasing fan base via a growing number of platforms and social media channels, both in the US and internationally, can only be done with successful storytelling. It is as vital to us as it is to our partners. Activation of partnerships are only truly successful when the content delivered is relevant and there is an understanding and acceptance of the brand partnership by fans. Demonstrating the values we share with our partners is crucial in helping those brands to achieve an ROO and ROI. Without proper storytelling, it would be impossible to deliver the same high value the Golden State Warriors already do. The passion of our fans is one of the biggest appeals to partnering with the Warriors. It's therefore our duty to ensure that we are able to communicate effectively with our fans and help partners to showcase their story. End quote. Three key storytelling elements to consider in activating uh, video, fans, and the aim. Firstly, video. Today, video is the leading content form for driving media value with platforms such as TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, and YouTube, and of course, Facebook being the front runners in delivering post value. Knowing how to use and utilize these platforms should be a major consideration of both brands and rights holders, and investment here will make all of the difference. Formats of video that perform well include behind-the-scenes content, live feeds, and player-generated content. Secondly, the fans. Never, ever underestimate the power of fans. They are the lifeblood of every rights holder. And when they are actively engaged within the story, they have an unrivaled ability to act as ambassadors and advocates as part of the ongoing narrative. This is where brands can really come into their own, acting as the connector of that relationship between rights holder and fan. By association, a sponsor can become entwined in that journey and acts as a catalyst rather than a distraction or a deterrent to fan engagement. And thirdly, the aim. The partnership, however, it always must have a point. It must have a relevance and a purpose. It must demonstrate and carry a reason for being, and importantly, a call to action. If investment into content is due to it being a nice-to-have, it will seldom deliver a return. Today, it must be seen as mission-critical and be considered strategically in the planning, creation, and execution of sponsorship activation. The desired outcome should be strongly linked to the objectives of the partner and may be as simple as driving brand recognition and awareness or as direct as increasing sales. Part 3. Storytelling in reporting. After all the time spent on negotiating, selling, activating, monitoring and measuring, 
the culmination and evidence of a successful sponsorship life cycle is all too often a second thought. At arguably the most crucial phase of a partnership, businesses are continuing to negate their responsibility in the telling of the story profoundly. Regardless of intention, if the reality is still the season's finished and we've not got long to fulfil our own commercial obligations for the season ahead, just send them the raw data in a PowerPoint template, well, then Houston, we have a problem. The question now is how can we use these storytelling principles to successfully report back to our partners? And importantly, what difference does it make? Simply put, the information gleaned from historical data is invaluable in improving delivery and return. Pressures on the global economy are still very real and there's a lot of uncertainty in terms of working arrangements, in terms of returning to the office, supply chains, travel restrictions and financial markets. And it all can change very, very quickly. As such, ensuring there is real and tangible ROO and or ROI is vital. Ignoring eco-political trends and the knock-on effect that they could have on sponsorship spending will be felt most by those that do not properly showcase the value that they create for sponsors. Sponsorship spending in North America dropped following the 2008 financial crash, and whilst it grew again in 2010, it did fail to show the same rate of growth for the subsequent decade. Stuart Ramsey, head of brand partnerships at the British Olympic Association, agrees that storytelling in reporting is vital. Being able to tell a story through reporting is absolutely vital, and this is where so many miss the mark. The reporting phase offers the best opportunity in the partnership lifecycle to demonstrate the value of rights holders are able to generate. It provides an opportunity to go beyond the tangible figures and showcase the intangible benefits the partnership has created. In reporting, brands will get a very real sense of whether they are receiving more value than they are paying for, which in that value transfer is paramount. Re-establishing the brand story of how partnership can deliver a greater value than the price the rights were bought for can't be done through simple, generic reporting. We have to go way beyond identifying the deliverables agreed upon. It's here where we can show personality, the added value and the mutual benefits which have been created. Reporting doesn't have to be confined to PowerPoint. Engage the client, utilise your talent and demonstrate what your partnership has that no other possibly could. That brings us to the end of this episode. Storytelling, it drives our lives. A myriad of new OTT broadcasters, the rise in popularity of Instagram and Facebook stories, TikTok and YouTube's increasingly influential stars and a multitude of news sources where the dilemma of credibility and authority are changing the ways information is shared. Well, it's impacting all of everyone's daily lives. Stories, they are at the heart of this new world of information sharing. For what is the foreseeable future, they will continue to shape relationships, understanding, and our behaviours. If you would like to download the free ebook that this episode was based on, simply visit coursoftware.com and click on the case studies underneath the resources menu item. Thanks to those who took the time to record their quote for me, Grant and Stuart, it's been very much appreciated. As always, if you'd like a shout out or just want to connect with me and say hi, I would totally love to hear from you. I do honestly get a real kick out of it. Connect with me on LinkedIn, just search for Daniel Oyston, that's O-Y-S-T-O-N. And if you want to connect with Leo Baudino, Product Marketing and Communications Manager at Core Software. You can catch her on Leonella, L-E-O-N-E-L-L-A dot Baudino, B-A-U 
D-I-N-O at coresoftware.com or search for her on LinkedIn as well. That's a wrap for episode 105. Until next time, I'm Daniel Oyston. Thanks for listening to Inside Sponsorship. Thanks for listening to the show. For more episodes and to subscribe to the show, search for Inside Sponsorship on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or wherever it is you listen to your podcasts. Also, for more free industry-specific resources, including blogs, ebooks, white papers, and our Insights newsletter, head to coresoftware.com. Finally, be sure to follow Core Software on Twitter and LinkedIn. <laughs>